it's it's about to it's about to happen this morning. Cause one of my favorite preachers is about to take take stage. I'm not that conceited. It's not me. If you want to, <laughs> that's a that's a pretty loaded conceited statement. That it's not me. Um, but I'm I'm excited. Because my beautiful wife, Pastor Ashley, is about to bring a word to us this morning. Let me let me say this though. Um, I'm very proud. I've been saying that all week to her. For one, it makes her blush. So and I like to see that. So, so I say it, I say it a lot. But watching her grow and blossom into who I knew she was. I knew I knew it was there but just didn't know the, the season of life in which it would bloom and which it would come. So, so watching her grow and evolve and, and step into who God has, has called her to be, it's been, it's been really amazing to stand to the side and, and watch that happen. And uh, I believe in her. I know the word of the Lord is in her because it has come to me in my time of need when I needed it. And when I was down, and when my faith was low, and when I didn't see how God was going to make something happen, it was a word that came out of her to me and lifted me up and got me where I needed to be. And I'm able to do what I do on a weekly basis because God has given me the help that I need. Because help's always called in when, when weakness is around. So help has to be greater than the weakness so that it's able to pick pick it back up, back to where it needs to be. And so I'm I'm grateful, I'm proud, and I know she's got the word, so let's get ready to do it. So let's let's stand on our feet. Let's stand on our feet and give honor. Honor to God for, for Pastor Ashley as she brings the word. There's a word, baby. before I start. My God, my God is so wonderful. I'm just so grateful to be connected to such an amazing group of people. Pastor Jermaine and I, we don't take it lightly, the privilege it is to do life with each and every one of you. We're just so grateful. Now I'm going to throw out this little disclaimer. If I'm done in like 10 minutes, don't be alarmed. Just roll with it. Let's just roll with it. So let us pray. Father God, we just say thank you. God, we love you. You're so wonderful, Lord. And God, we thank you that your word will touch our hearts, Lord. We thank you that each and every one of us, including me, will receive something from this word, Lord. And we honor you today, Lord. We just say thank you. And we give it all to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, we're continuing with the point-blank period with um, strong people bring excellence. That's today's topic. Strong people bring excellence. We bring our full heart into our service and believe in going above and beyond what we've been asked to do. Excellence. The definition of excellence is the quality of being outstanding. The root word of excellence is excel. 
Let's take a look at Proverbs 22:29. We have that. Yes, thank you. It says, "Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men." Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. It's a powerful statement. The Hebrew word for excel in this text is mahird. I'm going to write it down for those of you who want to take notes. Mahird. Can I? This one. I'll just use blue. Mahir. And Mahir, it means quick, prompt, ready. Quick, prompt, ready. So how is one quick, prompt, and ready in his or her work? Well, for one, they are properly prepared. A great pastor and mentor of ours would always tell us, he'd say the five P's. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. Say that fast five times. <laughs> but proper preparation prevents poor performance. And secondly, in order to be quick, prompt, and ready in our work, our hearts must be postured for excellence. This brings me to my main point. Excellence is a heart posture. Excellence is a heart posture. Let's take a look at Philippians 4, verse 8. Throw that on the screen, please, Tristan. There it is. All right, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. If there is any excellence. The Greek for excellence is arete. I don't know if I'm saying that properly, but arete, I'll write it for you if you want to take notes. Arete. And it means moral goodness. So moral goodness, it makes me think about righteousness. Because the definition of righteousness is morally right. And morals have to do with heart posture and mindset. Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So righteousness is not something we can obtain by ourselves by keeping rules and regulations. It is based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, and it comes from God. So why does he tell us to seek it if it only comes from him? It's a good question, you might ask. I believe it is in the seeking righteousness is where we meet excellence. It is in the seeking righteousness is where we meet excellence. So while we are seeking the kingdom and his righteousness, our hearts are aligning with the things of God and our minds are being set on the things of above. 
Excellence is a heart posture. Now, Jesus raised the bar from doing right to having the right heart and thinking right. Jesus, he set the standard. He is always over and above and beyond in his display and call to excellence. Let's take a look at Matthew 5, 21 through 22. It says, you're familiar with the commandment that the older generation was taught, do not murder or you will be judged. But I'm telling you, if you hold anger in your heart toward a fellow believer, you are subject to judgment. And whoever demeans and insults a fellow believer is answerable to the congregation. And whoever calls down curses upon a fellow believer is in danger of being sent to a fiery hell. So in these scriptures, Jesus is telling us, yeah, do not murder. But beyond that, let's check our hearts and don't even hold anger in your heart. Take a look at Matthew 5, verse 27 through 28. It reads, Your ancestors have been taught never commit adultery. However, I say to you, if you look with lust in your eyes at the body of a woman who is not your wife, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Jesus is checking our hearts once more. He says, yeah, don't commit adultery, but beyond that, don't even look with lust in your eyes at another who's not your spouse. And let's keep rolling. Matthew 5, 38 through 41. Your ancestors have also been taught, take an eye in exchange for an eye and a tooth in exchange for a tooth. However, I say to you, don't repay an evil act with another evil act. But whoever insults you by slapping you on the right cheek, turn the other to him as well. If someone is determined to sue you for your coat, give him the shirt off your back as a gift in return. Yeah, that'll preach by itself. It is a hard word. <laughs> this takes some heart posturing because it is a hard word. Don't repeat, repay evil for with evil? Yeah, it's like, I got that. Okay, you know, I got that. But if someone insults you by slapping you, turn the other cheek. Whoo. Yeah. I don't know about you. This one takes some serious prayer. It's like I might be turning the other cheek with... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But pray for me. <laughs> now let's look at Matthew 5. 43 through 47. Your ancestors have been taught, love your neighbors and hate the one who hates you. However, I say to you, love your enemy. Bless the one who curses you. Do something wonderful for the one who hates you and respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them. For that will reveal your identity as the children of your heavenly father. He is kind to all by bringing the sunrise to warm and rainfall to refresh whether a person does what is good or evil. What reward do you deserve if you only love the lovable? Don't even the tax collectors do that? How are you any different from others if you limit your kindness only to your friends? Don't even the ungodly do that? Mm. So Jesus is checking our hearts once more, saying, love your enemies and bless those who curse you and do something wonderful for those who hate you and pray for those who persecute you. 
my God, my God. So in all these examples, Jesus is saying the world does it like this. But I'm calling you higher. He raised the bar from doing right to having the right heart and thinking right. In Isaiah 55, he says, my ways and my thoughts are higher than yours. God is constantly, constantly tugging at our hearts and minds and pulling us higher. When he says, make peace with your brother, he's pulling us up. Don't look with lust in your eyes. Once more, he's pulling us up. Turn the other cheek. He is pulling us up. Love your enemies. Again, he is pulling us up. God is setting the standard of excellence to be based on his kingdom. Now remember, Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom. So, you know, at the very beginning, we established that we bring our full heart into our service and believe in going above and beyond what we've been asked to do. So excellence is doing our best and going above and beyond. Now, when I say best, I mean being obedient to God. Because God is a God of excellence and always desires our best. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me. Now, excellence is not perfection. We all mess up sometimes. But in our mistake, our accidental mess up, we can still have our heart postured for excellence. He's not calling us to get everything right all the time. He just wants our hearts to be postured for him. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Now let's take a look at Colossians 3, verse 12 through 17. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if One has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Hmm. So now verse 12, you can throw that back up there, verse 12 tells us to put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Put on literally means to be clothed or to wear. So we are to wear compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. It's a lot of clothes. (laughs) Verse 13 tells us to forgive. And the Greek used for forgive in this text is kerizomahi. 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 
and it means to show favor and give freely. So how do you know you have forgiven someone? Well, you can easily show them favor and you can give to them freely, easily give to them. Verse 14 says to put on love. So here's some more clothes. We have to wear love. Verse 15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Now, the Greek word for rule is brabuo. I think that's how you say it. Brabuo, and it means to act as an umpire. An umpire officiates and determines what's out, what's in, and what's allowable. So we are to let the peace of Christ officiate our hearts and determine what's allowable. Proverbs 4.23 says to guard our heart with all diligence. And we do this by letting the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. If we let just anything and everything into our hearts, we can't posture our hearts correctly to the things of God, and excellence goes out the window. Verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly or abundantly. Now, verse 17 says, do everything in the name of the Lord. So we are to serve like we're serving Jesus. Give like we're giving to Jesus himself. Honor like we're honoring Jesus. Everything we do, do in the name of the Lord. I believe these verses in Colossians are our instructions for excellence. Honoring, serving, and giving are a few of the many expressions of excellence. When our hearts are postured for excellence, we express excellence by honoring, serving, and giving. Strong people bring excellence. And I am literally closing. Throw Matthew 5, 14 through 16 up there. I told you, babe. Quick word today. (laughs) You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Mm. One of my favorite scriptures. Let others see the good things that you do and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Well, church, let's stand. We'll bless you. Father God, we thank you that our hearts are postured today for excellence. And Lord, we... We thank you that we receive something from this quick word, that it is from you, Lord. God, we pray that you bless us and keep us and make your face shine upon us, establish us and give us peace. We thank you, God. 
Hallelujah. Well, church, let's go out and shine because strong people bring excellence. Amen. Oh, and we have these um, invite flyers for next week. Where, where are they going to be at? In the back? They'll be in the back. So take a few and give to your friends and family. God bless you. <laughs>